To answer is human. To question is divine. Welcome to the world of the Hidden Gateway, an exhilarating podcast exploring the concepts humans have been struggling with since the dawn of existence, such as, who are we? Is there such a thing as good and evil, or are they arbitrary constructs? Does the paranormal exist? How can we evolve to a higher state? Can our mind influence what we term as reality? Providing a transcendental approach combined with hard-nosed humanistic analysis, we invite you on a journey to question your worldview in this theater of life. Join our host, Justin Williams, as he explores the outer realms of faith, the supernatural, human potential, and even our concepts of the universal creator with a fascinating array of guests. This is the unseen world, magical, mysterious, and mystical, where your only limitation is your imagination. This is The Hidden Gateway. Welcome to another episode of The Hidden Gateway Podcast. I am your host, Justin Williams. Before we get started, I want to let everyone know that The Hidden Gateway has launched Tangelic. Tangelic is a new interview series based on people's real-life experiences as a template to show even though life can adversely impact us, there is always room for growth. You can soon find the interviews on YouTube as well as all major podcast platforms. And for those listening to the Hidden Gateway podcast on YouTube, please be sure to subscribe to our channel and like the videos if you enjoy them. All right. Today's guest on the Hidden Gateway podcast is Zachary Denman. For over 20 years, Zach has been a world-class filmmaker, music video and promo producer, and his work has been screened all over the world. He has produced events at everything from small venues all the way to Wembley Arena and everything in between. He has also had his music videos played on MTV. I tell you, the man is truly phenomenal at what he does. He has a very unique way of connecting with his audience. Zach likes to translate social change through film and music and tell stories that leave people thinking and questioning the world they live in. He has always seen film as a medium to positively change people and bring more awareness to who we are. I'm so pumped up for our chat today. Here he is, the man, Zach Denman. Zach, how are you doing today, my friend? Welcome to the Hidden Gateway well. Podcast. Thank you for having me, Justin. Thank you so much, and thank you for the wonderful intro. It was very nice to hear. Absolutely, and once um, again, thank you for being here, man. This is a, a treat for me. I'm really pumped up for for our chat today. I've been uh, yeah, me too. I've been following you for for some time, and uh, you know, you do phenomenal work, man. Phenomenal work. Um, but as we get started, man, go ahead and and tell everyone who may not know who is Zach Denman, man. Let's tell us about yourself. Okay, so I started filmmaking. Um, I live in London. My name is Zachary Demon. Um, I started filmmaking when I was about 16, which is, uh, well, gives away my age, about 25 years ago. So, uh, yeah, 25 years ago working on sets. Um, I sort of worked on sets for a few years, going to college, and then I kind of realised I wanted to be a director-producer. 
so I started making my own films and it was kind of my early days in my sort of teens to early 20s is when I sort of came into all these subjects and I came into all this kind of information um, and obviously events happening around the world at the time, the turn of the millennium, 9-11, all this kind of stuff. Um, and I kind of felt that, you know, always that for me, the history of film has been about telling important messages and information that is conscious information and, and helps people evolve. So I kind of always looked at the mainstream as like, what is going on? Like, you know, what was appearing on the cinemas and these kind of real negative messages kind of getting pumped, pumped out. So I've always kind of aimed to make videos, films that really want really change people. And I haven't, to be honest, when I first started, I didn't have a big audience at all and not many people were really listening to it. Um, but, you know, over the years, I've made many films. Uh, I made uh, a, quite a significant film, which is ties in with now, which was Cell 423, and that was made at the end of my degree show at college. And at the time, I kind of just kind of tapped into Agenda 21 and the, the various stuff. Mm. Justin, is it okay? You're okay with censorship and stuff? How I talk on here, by the way. I just wanted to check oh, that with you. Oh, man, man, just say what you will, my friend. Go yeah. for it. Yeah, speak, okay, speak cool. the truth. So, yeah, um, you know how we have to be careful now yeah. these days. Um, so Agenda 21, I, I was I saw that appearing, and it, it just, just seems so far off the Richter scale where where this was leading. Uh, back then um and i kind of you know i'm very conscious how this information can really put you in a sense of paralysis and and be quite negative have a negative impact on people's lives so you know i didn't I, over the years i've kind of looked at it artistically in a way to translate it um so people don't get absorbed in the kind of negativity too much of it because it's very very deep and quite horrific when you start getting into it the, the depths to where it leads mm -hmm. and uh so yeah i started making these films in my 20s i made self or two free and then i kind of went on i try to try to pierce the mainstream a bit so i've this is where i went into music videos so i was always like putting messages in and I always like working musicians because they're exciting people to work with. They're so they've always, always a bit crazy and got interesting personalities. Um, so it's always exciting creatively to work with them. But then, you know, I kind of never really told people I was doing this, you know, but I, I'd always film in locations, significant locations, especially in London, um, you know, from what this is like the, the, the Mason center of the world, if you like. Right. Um, so just the architecture and all the, the, the buildings and the symbolism around London. Um, so, but I've always made the films on the side of that. So that's been my bread and butter doing the music videos. And I've done the, obviously done commercial shoots as well, which, you know, I really don't like doing, but you know, I, I like to be creative and show information and get conscious information out there. Um, so yeah, that that's kind of went from there, and then I made the I went into the music videos, um, and I've always made these films along the side. Um, worked in a lot of alternative media as well. I've worked as a producer, so very background, um, and 
you know, in the last couple of years, I've wanted to put myself more into the into the front and actually, you know, speaking out to people right. instead of sort of just covering it in a producer side of stuff. Um, and then, yeah, I went on to producing. Um, and then I, I'm, there's a lot's happened in the 20 years, so I'm just going to kind of summarise in it. And then I moved in, uh, yeah, six months ago, a year ago when lockdown started. Um, you know, a lot going back to the film I was talking about before, which is Cell 423, mm-hmm. that, that was really concerning seeing what was happening outside and me being locked in a room because it kind of practically is that when we're in lockdown, we are locked up. Right. We're imprisoned in our own, own houses. And um, that, you know, I, I got quite worried, to be honest, at first. So I went out with my camera, interviewed some people, went around London and I was like, this is happening, definitely happening. This is not, you know, this is not some conspiracy idea that I'm just kind of a concept. This is going on. Um, you know, I've been aware of all this information and followed it over the years. I've looked at all the, yeah, the PSYOP projects and all the projects going on all over the off planet projects, the space programs, all this kind of stuff. Right. So, you know, it's, it's not just, that one this is happening there's all these other levels of things happening as well mm-hmm. so if you understand all the other levels of things happening you'll understand that level but a lot of people are like no nah, don't be stupid this this isn't right no it, it's you know the oh, government yeah. would never do that to us right right but we can clearly see that there is you know we are we are having huge corruption in the government and it's more blatant than ever it's mm-hmm. it's happening right in front of our eyes and you know, this goes back to it, it, it and, and some of your viewers, I'm sure, will know about this. But the information that we are told about everything is everything is displayed to us, whether or not it's in symbols, whether or not it's in a film. Mm-hmm. Everything is told to us. Yeah, we don't have to go with it, right? So we don't have to then go, "Oh God, it's going to happen," because it doesn't happen like that. But we should listen to these things. We should listen, especially to creatives and films and uh, music and all these lines so that's kind of um a quick summary (laughs) if that was quick of me over the years but feel free to ask anything you like absolutely so from what i gather zach it seems like you've had this calculated plan from almost the beginning to deliver a message to the people so this isn't something that just came about within the last couple years it sounds like you you always that, that was, you know, always your intent to to inform people of the um, seen but not seen things going on in the world, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I made a film a few, hi- uh, a few years ago called Human Hijack, and mm-hmm. it kind of didn't turn out exactly how I wanted it to. But the concept was that, like, our information and data is being collected. Um, it was at the time when all data collection data was going crazy yes um and we are being mirrored somewhere else or we are being in some sort of clone some sort of space program Mm. that this data and information is going somewhere else and um so yeah i've always made also as well i was into i followed like nibiru and planet x Mm. which was a lot of fear around that but there was also a lot of symbolism which people should pay attention to of, of this change and and the kind of shift that we're in 
Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that there's a meteorite going to come into the planet, but it's, um, you know, an impact of change, if you like, if you look at it like that. And it's, it would, so I could see these things were bubbling. And I always wanted to translate conspiracy theories. I don't even like using the word conspiracy because it's got too much crap to it. Yes, but it does. I think, yeah, but like, you can, you know, like, all the people I know in that movement are very intelligent people and they're good-hearted people and they don't, you know, they're tuning in to other things as well. They might be looking at a blog or looking at information, but they're, you know, I strongly believe in intuition and we that we tune into these things. And this is what I feel people have tapped into this. There's a lot of crap out there and people making up things and stuff just because they want to get this quick stardom which is completely pointless but because it'll only backfire on them in the end right but it's about you know there, there seems to be that but yeah um i'm losing myself because i'm just thinking about 100 things at the moment so tell me just keep asking me questions oh, ask me anything, all good, you, know, man, all good. you know you mentioned a few minutes ago about the uh the london lockdowns and i saw on your youtube channel that you did a a series titled uh london london lockdown where you went around london interviewing people i want to know what was that like and how did that affect you personally i know that it's one thing to deal with it yourself but it seems that it would be even more speaking to literally complete strangers from all walks of life and learning how they've been affected by the lockdowns well as soon as this happened i knew something was up Mm -hmm. i knew there was a problem um you know i saw the video camera as being a tool to show people and and get people speaking i was quite concerned that people people's opinions um you know very carefree only a few actually said points like that had had meaning they were going along with the official story And that's understandable. I don't want to kind of say that, you know, I, I, I don't want to whitewash. If people want to believe in whatever story they want, they can. That's fine. But you have to be logical. <laughs> you know, we have to look at this logically and uh, look at the corruption, look at what's happening, the actions, the police brutality and, and the stuff going on around the world. And you can clearly see this isn't just about this, you know, mm-hmm. vax. Well, it is about the vax ultimately. But... um. Sorry, so that that did disturb me when I started interviewing people. Yeah, because I started seeing that this this really needs addressing. Um, and then I kind of I went deeper into it bit by bit. So I did the interviews, and then I started doing vlogs, and I started going around to locations around London because London, like London, is a really busy place. And seeing London like it was was so strange to mm. go out around Camden Town at eight o'clock at night and feel like. You know, you could you could hear the the, the, the newspaper blowing down the street. Uh, it was totally eerie. And you know, then you look at statistics of what's actually happening, and the you know the, the and you're this is not right. But yet, so many. I don't ever watch TV, so I never look at any new. I do look at news for references and points, but I don't, you know, mm-hmm. apply myself to it. But people were just kind of completely brainwashed. So that kind of when I started kicked off Master Gender, um, I wanted some message for people it to translate to people without threatening them 
and making them feel uh, concerned. So that's kind of why I placed it in a movie, so they could see it as a possibility. Um, I know a lot of people question whether or not it is sci-fi, but I assure you that this is sci-fi, that where this goes is so far out from where we are now that people wouldn't believe it. And, you know, that's the whole point of it, because it is so far out that where it will lead, um, people just could never believe. And why is that? So what's the difference between someone like you and I who who are able to know and able to believe compared to those who who don't believe or don't want to believe? You know, people, you know, obviously say, oh, no, the government wouldn't do that to us. You're crazy or, or, or label you a conspiracy theorist. You know, just like the, the government or the, the elites of the world are able to brainwash the masses into thinking a certain way. Are people like you and I able to reverse that? through our messages, through, through your videos, through my podcast? I feel you're doing the right thing. I think we, you know, is is people have to come into this in a way where they don't feel threatened and their life is not going to fall apart. Mm-hmm. And this is what people get so concerned about. I think security is the number one point of call for people. So they don't see it in the bigger picture of um, past two, three years down the line. They're not there. And, and, and uh, I think the difference is, but yeah, I think art is the way we can actually translate to people and actually help people come out of this. I personally, you know, I have friends that don't believe in this, uh, uh, but I have friends that do. So, you know, I talk with all sides of people Um and I see that people get quite angry and dislodged when you start questioning reality. Mm-hmm. And that's ultimately it. It's the breakdown of their reality. Um, I think, you know, people somewhere think they are happy yeah. in in the world they live. And they are brainwashed to believe that, that reality is, they're free. Um, they have all these beautiful things around them. They earn their living. They are successful, which all these are false concepts, you know, which you kind of discover. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But yeah, I think, I think really is just, is like doing interviews and getting information out there and letting people come into the information. There is no other way. Unfortunately, it would be great if the mainstream media and the papers actually said, Hey, look! This is corrupted. Um, this this is unbelievable. What we're going through now, but they don't. They will just feed the fear, and that that's that, that's how they make money. So it's almost like people have the ability to wake up, but it's people find it really hard to wake up. This is the thing. Yes, um, and I think you you hit the you hit the nail on the head when you said that word that f word fear. And when you talk yeah. about the breakdown of their reality, once that happens, yeah. then that summons this fear and people, people don't want to deal with that. I mean, nobody likes fear. Yeah. However, that's part of the reason what, sorry, Justin, but the fear element in my films um, is I really wanted people to get that. I'm very, uh, you know, film for me has always been an impact watching film. I've ch- it's changed me consciously and maybe put me on other levels of understanding of reality. Mm-hmm. And, I think if people see things and see how horrific this can get and the films are going to get more horrific. So I, I want to show people that. 
Um, I believe that, like, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to show this. I'm not afraid of people. Um, I don't have that law of attraction where I attract them people into my life. Mm-hmm. So this information needs to get out there, you know, um, and it's, it is out there, but it needs to be presented and shone properly into the world because people need to understand it. Um, you know, if we don't understand the core of what society is, we're never ever going to move forward mm. and we're actually just going to fall into this, this bigger pit. And I feel that's where we're at now. We're at this opening where we have this ability to seal this and quite easily that could close up right. in the next few years well and said. not be seen. Mm-hmm. And this is the way history's happened. And, you know, we've been bred to believe that, you know, uh, you know, human arrogance, uh, that we, th- th- this doesn't matter to us. It, it's not important, but it is, uh, it's really vital that we get this information, that we understand what world we live in, because really, the, the I mean, I'm, I know you know this, but the level of lies that we have been told is is shocking it's ridiculous like the school education systems you know the uh, the uh, science institute science is completely distorted you know the secrets of space and yet people are satisfied with what they are already like this is what i don't understand like they're, they they're satisfied with the co- you know the, the the idea that bill gates is going to put a chalk balloon up in the sky <laughs> and you know stop s- sun uh, sun rays and, and it's, this is going to help the carbon emissions it's absolutely nuts it's insane so but professors and scientists of the world have been educated in a way to believe that is a possible good solution that is how mad the world has become mm-hmm. um i i you know i i think and then that the worst thing about all this is that now we have <laughs> fully trained people in this this miseducation and they're fully trained in all these lies. And they are the ones that the people are the ones that then now attack you. So they don't even need to be on the, the, the front line. They just let people do it for them. So they've educated them this false information. But I do believe that in the next few years, this is all going to come to surface. And I think it has to. I don't see how human evolution can carry on. I don't see how we can keep going. I hope it I hope it comes out anyway because you know I I can't see I don't see a great finishing point if we don't get this out there. You know, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on on space. You you said the truth about space. In fact, you mentioned that a couple times. You mentioned the space program and space. What are your thoughts? What what are the truths about space? Um well, distance and how we travel through space is not exactly correct that's what i believe okay i feel that we are told that we need rockets and all this kind of um you know junk if you like mm-hmm. to fly up there but i believe actually when we're in space we can travel in other ways and we're not told about other ways um, like how well they, have you heard of the Merkaba? Absolutely. And all this. Yes, yes. So th- this is the ancient way of traveling, as you know, right? Yes. So this is the way they actually didn't have spaceships as such. They created vortexes and all sorts of stuff. So this is ultimately what space is. It's a huge cosmos of 
energy and uh, the planets in astrology represent them energetic symbols, if you like, and, and what we are uh, in space. But in the sense of traveling, yeah, so I do believe, I, I don't really kind of want to say I know how we're going to travel through space. I don't, but from what I feel, because I go with my intuition mainly, I look at information and then I connect it back and I ask, I, I do meditation, stuff like this, mm-hmm. and then I ask questions and that's how I get answers. So I, I know that it's it's not told to us correctly. I think that, you know, I know, you know, it, it's the, 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 the big conspiracy about the moon landings, but there's a lot of truth in that mm-hmm. and that they didn't happen. And it's very possible that they didn't. Um, when you look at information around that and someone like Kubrick and what he was saying in his films, because Kubrick's one of them and my mentors, I've, and that's, you know, I believe every filmmaker should be like Kubrick, a warrior, a warrior of, you know, counteracting fear and just going through and mm. fighting that information, not fighting as such, but giving people, giving it in a really professional way. So that's kind of, again, links back to the films, um, um, you know, so I've kind of, I've always seen uh, Eyes Wide Shut, um, you know, all these kind of films that right. Kubrick did um, mm-hmm. and all these connections that he made. I mean, Kubrick was a master of, of symbolism and putting information through his films. Um, yeah, sorry. So, yeah, that with space. So there is a lot going on up in space that we don't know about. I do believe that we probably are on Mars already. Um, I think Elon is just this this in between guy that's just doesn't know anything about space. He doesn't know any. To be he doesn't know that much to be honest. He's a billionaire uh-huh. uh, from a very rich background and very connected to lots of other billionaires. Um, he, but yeah, I, I do believe that there is um, space programs going on up there that involve all types of different types of beings, and I feel they're all on this planet as well. So they're intermixed on this planet, and they've been here for a long time, and yes. they will. That will all be released in very shortly, I believe. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've read that that uh, there's going to be disclosure coming up in the very near future. <laughs> yeah, that that should be very about interesting. Time. Yeah, about time, right? I think I believe that was. Um, I don't really follow the U.S. politics, but wasn't that something Trump did? Um, yeah, well, Trump he so. he started the, the space force. You know, when he was in office yeah. and, you know, that's the yeah. the military arm to uh, defend space and beyond, <laughs> I believe the. Well, he was the was, first. I mean, I know I know American presidents have always had a problem. I mean, this this goes back back to 1955. I think it was 1950. Yeah. The Griada Treaty. Um, mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of that? Sounds familiar. Let's talk about it. Where it's where um, President Eisenhower. Oh yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, he, he made a deal with. The, yes, he made with extraterrestrial right, aliens, and right. actually, the film I just did was all connected to that. Um, I, I used the term like some guy just signed off a, a contract, but it was quite big. I mean, what he, I mean, obviously, we've always been intermixed with alien races throughout the planets, uh, throughout our history of the planet, but. What happened then was a particular deal with a certain group of extraterrestrials which created the deep state. And this deep state then connected to the space programs as well. So their their idea was to clone people um, from Earth and put them up into space. So they're cloning planets and cloning, you know, um, cloning various humans. 
Um, but obviously that was all the cow mutilation back in the 80s and 90s. And I, I don't think that's been reported very, uh, recently. Not many reports on that whatsoever. But yeah, this has been going on for a long time. And this is, it goes way before 1955 as well. So there's lots of other things happening. It goes back hundreds, thousands of years, if you like. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's kind of, I think there's, there is, um, I do believe in there is some sort of galactic federation of some nature. Or there is some sort of council of space. Right. Um, what you said about Trump and Space Force. Now, they've been with that for a long time. Trump was a symbol of many things. Um, I know some people saw him as a savior, but he is still a player and he is still part of the deep state and all this stuff. So he's all part of the elite. He's still part of the elite. But he was definitely pushing information out there and saying some quite different things from a lot of presidents. Um, and why is that? Why so, is that, Zach? Why, why, why was he saying a lot of things that were different from past presidents? Is that... Well, I think he had to be something quite unique just in his presidency. I think okay. the ordinary, you know, businessman getting up. So they needed something to, you know, give him that extra level. So all but, planned. Um, so all planned I, is what you're saying. The information he was pushing. I, 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 you know, I, I believe... I believe all politics is planned. Yeah. And, and that's been something I was going back and forth with, right? I was saying, okay, this information that he's saying, these things that he says, are, are, they, are they planned, just part of the agenda? Or is it him really trying to be for the people? I definitely lean towards it just being planned just to cause more additional chaos and confusion. Right. I think that's all in the mix. I don't necessarily think to cause chaos and confusion. I think that this information like, look, I, I know that the, every president that gets into presidency is asked whether they want to disclose. Like, believe me, the, the, they would want they would want this information out there, but they can't because of the, the dismantling, what it would do and the repercussions on society, religions and all this stuff. So, you know. I do believe they want disclosure and I don't mean not necessarily for their best, for the best intention to help us, Okay. but they want disclosure because it's too, so much effort. The, the elite have to cover their asses all oh, the time okay. and it's so difficult. You know, I, I can't, you know, it, it, this, this, the amount of technology that is out there and, you know, I mean, just recently hundreds of UFOs like that, the Tic Tac UFO, you know, that was released. That That's one of thousands of things. I mean, it's funny how they've homed in on that one. Um, and there, there's lots of these sightings. The U.S. Navy are seeing UFOs on a constant basis. So, you know, there is a lot. And I I can say for myself, I've seen many UFOs. So there's a lot, there's a lot going on up there. Hmm. And there's a lot. Well, I would not necessarily up there. It could be down here and it could be in our earth. And the way they're traveling up there is not necessarily the way we think we get up there. So it's very possible that there are certain portals, certain jump gates, certain ways of entering and going into other dimensions or not dimensions, but other planets, planetary systems. Right. And you mentioned earlier that you do meditation, correct? And then you also yeah. talked about the Merkel. But now, have you had out of body experiences where you've traveled to these other places? you know, during meditation, like astral projection? I've had many out-of-body experiences. Sometimes I know where I am. Sometimes I don't. Wow. Um, I don't know if I'm in, you know, I wouldn't say I'm in space. I have this, um, I was telling 
uh, yeah, telling someone last night that like before I go to bed, sometimes I have these, I go into these little tunnels and then sometimes I hear this voice telling me to go a certain way hmm. and then I don't listen to it because I listen to me. Right. And when I go and then I go into these beautiful places. So I believe there is astral forms of on, uh, you know, astral entities and, and probably astral agents in that level as well. People that, you know, um, yeah. So, sorry, I am lost the question again, sorry. No, 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 no. I was just asking about uh, have you had out-of-body experiences, but you said one thing. Yeah, so the out-of-body experience. I, I mean, the first, my first out-of-body experience I remember was when I uh, had my flat living with my girlfriend, and I woke up, and I was on a leaf out in the garden. Hmm. And I was looking down the row of houses on like I was out further out. Uh, I was on the first floor flat and the tree straight, straight out of the garden. And then I woke again and I woke up in bed. That was the first conscious out of body experience I had. I did read into how to access that and, and, and the breathing techniques. And I looked into it and um, yeah, I have, I do have, it goes up and down, but I do have quite a lot of experiences of that, but I don't know if I'm going to space I don't necessarily locate where I'm going, mm-hmm. um, which now you're saying it, I'm probably going to try it. <laughs> you, know what, you know what, Zach? I have been meditating consistently for probably about 10 months now. I, I started doing the Gateway experience. Are you familiar with that, Dr. Monroe? Uh, I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I've been doing exclusively now for about 10 months. And I tell you, I have had some amazing experiences. I've had out-of-body experiences as well. So what you speak of definitely resonates with me. It definitely does. I found myself one time in what I believe was space. And this was early on. So I had been doing the the gateway meditation. It's a guided meditation. I've been doing it probably for about three or four weeks. And... uh, one night I, I did it. I go into this little sacred split, sacred place that I have in my home where I built somewhat of an altar, if you will, and uh, did the medication and uh, medication, meditation. And um, all of a sudden, about 20, 30 minutes in, I was literally in what I believed to be space. It was dark. Wow. I saw stars. It was silent. And it was very, very cold. And I, yeah, it was, it was something else, but uh, that's just one of many experiences I've had out of body experiences. I've, I've seen entities, yeah. um, entities that are not friendly entities, evil entities. Right. Yeah. Um, it's, it's been amazing. It, it, it really has. And you said something that really You're caught fine. my attention. You, you said something about going, you have an option to go different ways, maybe through a tunnel, but then you hear this voice telling you to go one way yeah, and listen I'm, to yourself. Now, did you say when you when you listen to yourself, you go to a beautiful place, or is that when you listen to a voice? Yeah, that, that, okay. that's what happens is when I listen to my own intuition and okay. listen to that I'm my own voice. But, you know, there is it's so much to go on this subject, but there is an astral level. You know, there's different states. Obviously, you've got the brain waves, the delta, beta, you know, and then you have theta, which is the theta state, which is the dream state. And uh, 
there is this existing and and even on you know this story is the cia they actually have agents within these astral planes and they use these agents to go into um and and you know find things out almost like a spy or, or sometimes even just on a practical level to find a murder out and things like this you know um they they have so yeah i mean that, that, that this these tunnels i do believe there's a lot of trickery in that as well we have to be careful when we sleep i think you're a very conscious person and and i'm sure a lot of people your viewers are, are very conscious as well but you, we have to be careful what we eat because what we're eating is chemically playing with our bodies which is tuning us to the frequencies we're very unaware of um so we don't want to go into them bad vibrations because yeah there is a lot of darkness in them fields and a lot of evil if you like um but yeah i i think that 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 it's you know that that's one of the reasons obviously we're told to eat well because you know we look after ourselves and look good but um also as well mentally you know we have to be very conscious of what we are as an astral spiritual being and you know things can come into us without even realizing and I've seen, like yourself, like, you know, with beings, I've, yeah, I've seen many things like that and very strange things. Um, mm. I don't like tapping into them too much. Right. Um, because they, they you know, and, and I, I don't want them in my vibration. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do think people play with that, that evil and people play with that magic. And if you look at the, uh you know the satanic worship on this planet you know they they use that darkness as a form of power right and um you know it's only because it's easy to access that's the whole problem mm-hmm. or they think it's easy to access they could play with light as well because light's much better yes you know is. a lot of people don't understand that they're, 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 and you know they their darkness is only the absence of our light and the light we have um which would be good for people to understand that, you know, this, this stuff that's on this planet is all connected to that, that their absence of light, they just want our consciousness. They want our light. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not, um, you know, it's not like they want our money and they want these things. It's nothing about It's way, way beyond that. And into the, the, you know, the energy of what we are. So Zach, what is that light? What is it? Is it God? Do you believe in God? I believe in a God, but I don't, I don't have any, I don't believe in the faiths that we have on the planet. Mm-hmm. I, I, I respect and I understand when people do, and I have a lot of respect for people that do because, but I believe in creator. I believe there is a creator source of energy mm-hmm. and we all have a little drop of that inside of us. Okay. And, um, we can activate that and we can tap into that as sort of the, uh, yeah. So, but yeah, people, a lot of people, um, don't and they get mixed up and they get cut off from it and yeah. they get cut off from that old connection. I, I, I've read a few things about what's going on at the moment. And that's, that's put part of the agenda is to, to separate for us from creator and, and God consciousness. Right. But I think, uh, and you can also see that with the dismantling of religions, it's not so much in England, but you know, uh, services not being able to, you know, people not able to attend churches. And, yes. Right. You know, do this. It's like breaking faith down. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, 
Yeah, yeah. You but spoke of you spoke of intuition a few times. Does does that intuition that you have? Yeah, does that come the, from the source? Yeah, I mean, is that what that is? Yeah, I I feel so. Yeah, I think we we get told on this planet that we're like self, we're self beings, and we're like this is it, this is our physical being. But we're all like I'm connected to you. You know, I am another one of you, and we're just all another one of each other. But we've formed these physical appearances and beings because we've kind of got we have this containment and this physical body so i do think the intuition is where the trueness of what we are lies yes and it basically it is the activation when we hit that point and hit them chords is when things happen all right so you know they're they're ultimately decisions we make first time they're the things we decide to do um and is it will guide you and it will help you and I think at this time, we really need that. We really need that self-guidance because we've got a lot of people outside of us telling us, you know, this, that, and the other. Um, and we need to listen to that intuition to translate that information. Very good. Very good. Now, I want to talk about a series of videos that you have on YouTube uh, that started what, probably about... What are they just... <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> joking, joking. So I believe you started this back in uh, 2017, if I'm if I'm correct, and uh, it's called Life on a Narrow Boat, and it looks like it's a documentary where you follow a man named Alan. Now Alan yeah. is your father, and That's Alan correct. started his journey on a narrow boat in search of freedom. Is that correct? He did, yeah. My my dad has always been a huge mentor for me in that sense. He's always, um, you know, he's always being an adventurer and um, live life creatively. And that's been his forefront of his life, how to live life. And and he got to a turning point a few years ago where he was living in a flat and had to make a choice. He had to move out and he had to make a choice. And he was his, his choice was to move on a boat. So he started living on a boat in London. Um, and I'm like, you know, my dad is seven now and now he's 72. Mm-hmm. So, He's quite an amazing guy in that sense, um, yes, he is. you know, really admiring for that, to do that and, and get off, you know, his backside and go and make something happen like that. And it's, yeah, it's a wonderful lifestyle. So th- I ultimately, again, uh, you know, I was like, wow, that's cool. I, I'll just pick up my camera and go and see him and, and we'll just make some videos, you know, um, kind of like how uh, Master Gender happened and all these dystopian films, you know, it was literally like, we need to do something, you know, I'm getting out. I'm not staying inside and staying by a computer. I want to be outside. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's why when I did, but that was life on a narrow boat. And also as well, showing people that we can all live like this, you know, mm-hmm. live self-sufficiently. And this, this way, uh, you know, a way of life I feel is going to be a future for everyone, not necessarily living on a boat, but having our own resources and, and living self-sufficiently. We're going to have to live like that. Right. Making your own choices and not choosing to live within the constructed narrative, you know, in yeah. regards to what we've been told. Right. And I, I really admire your father as well for doing that. I mean, um, I watched a couple of those videos and uh, I said, wow, man, he is a, a, a special guy to have the courage to step out and do that. That goes back to, to, to that fear thing, right? You know, not a lot of people yeah. would do that, but for him to step yeah. out, to have the courage to do it, to, to find that freedom 
that he that yeah. he's looking for and to do things on his terms. Right. I mean, yeah, I mean, I salute him. You know, that's that's awesome. What, what did you learn from it? What, you know, filming? Well, him, the, the, him the, daily, being you? Fearless, I mean, I've, you know, I, I've always seen him. Um, you know, he he's not he is a bit rebellious, my dad, but he's not like, you know, <laughs> like the system. he's like he does. You know, he does believe in certain things about the system and, and, mm-hmm. and certain ways, but he it's the freedom of pressure. You know, London is so expensive for, for mortgages and houses, properties, crazy. Yes. And, you know, for a fraction of the price, practically, you can go and live on a boat. You can live a, a lot better lifestyle. It's a lot harder work. Um, so, you know, yeah. And it, 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 and I think that was his move is when he just felt pressured, you know, and he's like, uh, he, he's going to have to work if he was going to buy a place or live in rent in a place, he was going to go and have to work, mm. you know, and at his age, it's crazy. Mm. Um, but I mean, it's amazing. I haven't seen him for a few months yet, but I, I look forward to getting back on his boat. Actually. Be <laughs> really nice. They've been in during lockdown. They've been on, they've been in the, on the boat and they, they've had a lot great time. Mm. You know, I mean, they're still, they can't try and move around on the boat, but you know, they've been moored up in a public space. Mm. They haven't had to move. Uh, they've even got their own uh, water system now so they can travel down the canal they don't need to stop for water they can just collect it out of the canal and it filtrates the water it's absolutely oh, wow. amazing perfect and it, and he's an artist incredible. too right is he he's a screenwriter or what what do you do he's a screenwriter uh he started he made films a while back and we have worked on films together so mm-hmm. i actually produced his film immortality which is on my channel um, I produced that and we set up Denman Pictures. Well, I set it up to be honest because <laughs> he's busy getting water for the boat. There you go. Right? Um, but yeah, I, that, he's, he's a very, no, I'm, I, it's very admirable to see, you know, like, you know, I, it's great to see your, a, a, a man of his age doing that. Any guy doing that, I have great respect for. Absolutely. That- I mean, even a young guy, to be honest, could young people, you know, find that a struggle, you know, yeah. <laughs> to yeah. get off. Yeah. I, I, a 20 year old would find that difficult living on the canal, you know, I bet. and pff, amazing. So, yeah. Yeah. Man, hats off to your dad, man. That's awesome. I want to ask you, what do you view as your, your greatest accomplishment um, in your work? What, what are you most proud of throughout your entire 25 year career? You know, I'm really over the moon about all these videos getting out there and people responding to them. This is what my, I feel my work's about and I've always wanted to get people listening to that. So, you know, and thank you everybody, anyone that's subscribed and everything. It's awesome. Um, I so appreciate that. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I've done so many things, uh, but I always make sure when I work on a project, it's exciting and I work with exciting people. I think that should be the forefront of anybody's day job whatever they're doing they want to have an exciting time and do something engaging right yes i know we we can't do everything and not everyone can do that but do your best to do that you know mm-hmm. you want to have fulfilled it's not ultimately about the job the money it's about your experience on planet earth yeah. you know this is the most important thing 
And you're you're definitely great at what you do, Zach. And so so how do you Thank how you. do you prepare for your projects? Uh, you know, to get into a certain mindset to take on a project to to actually ensure that you are at your best, um, where the creativity is just flowing. What do you do? I always like to hear what people do to uh, to bring out their best, and especially with, with what you do. Create. I would imagine creativity obviously is is plays a huge part in that. So so what gets you there to to where you're like okay, I have this project. I need to be at my best. I need to get my creativity flowing. Is there is there a step, certain steps you, you go through to, to get to where you need to be mentally? Well, I mean, it, it often comes, I tend to look at things and then react to them. Okay. So I, I get quite pissed off with certain things when I look at things. So I'm like, right, okay, um, how can I tackle this subject in a positive way? I'm, I'm, I don't want to do like a news broadcast. So I think, well, how can I translate that into something that people will find interesting. You know, I've always liked bands like Radiohead and mm. Pink Floyd and alternative mainstream bands, bands that say these little messages underneath, you know? Mm-hmm. So but the way I, the way I do that is, uh, yeah. So I react to that and then often come out of that, but I play guitar. I am mega creative with everything. I make music. I, I'm always working on something creative. If, if I'm not tapping away on a keyboard, I'll, I'll pick up guitar and strum um I, I i just think activating keeping that creative brain flowing and you know be careful do do the mundane things do your accounts or whatever you got to do but you know you still make sure every day uh it, you're giving that time you're giving a creative flow and allowing you know away from technology because technology as much as i love technology and i love certain things about it um, it really suck and suck creativity out. So I hmm. will often remove all pads and I'll go into the wood. I'll go and write in the wood. Um, I'll listen to the wood. I'll listen to what where I am. You know, I think that people don't do that enough. But when you, you know, we're all always creative. But what we have to do is just tap into that outer source of that creativity um, you know, cause it's always there and not, you know, people that's, that's probably why we're in such a sexually dysfunctional world is that people, uh, lack creativity, like creativity in art is often replaced with sexual pleasures. You know, uh, we, we actually, and, and not what do we have the worst at that are bankers probably. And people in these very mundane positions of wealth they're earning huge amounts of money Mm -hmm. but um they have these very sordid sexual personalities um so yeah i think that creativity is yeah i think and connecting with nature nature is number one i would say if you want to find creativity get into a wood and just keep going to the same wood and then let things come out let information come out see what words come out maybe take a pen and paper and just write down various words to yourself and then see what you what you make of it and don't be afraid of making art everyone's afraid of always doing something wrong it's like well that's the exciting part about being creative is you Mm -hmm. we do things wrong and we learn and we go and do something else uh you know it's no such thing as failure in in this world it's such a false con- false concept of yes, what we are right you know we're, we're all we're, we're always growing we're always manifesting and making you know going to other places you know yeah 
that's so much of that and i think we are having that and uh, in this time there are is an awful lot of negatives but there are some positives in this time and we're having that breakdown of reality to a point if we can sort of understand these these ways that w- the way we we are interacting in the world and you know it's coming very transparent now because we're we're limited to what we can do it's actually very positive that because we can actually sort of empower ourselves much more does that make sense? It makes all the sense in the world, Zach. Absolutely. That That is awesome. That That is great, my friend. Brilliant. What I would like for you to do at, at this moment is leave our listeners with a few words of wisdom, something that they can take with them going forward. What, what do you have to say? I would say in this time, don't be afraid of what darkness you see. When you see the darkness, look at it with light and don't don't be afraid of what you're seeing because the the future few years is going to unfold and there's going to be some horrific things coming. And I do believe that. I don't mean to say that to anybody and make people worry, but you only have to look astrologically to see. My mum's an astrologer, very good, 30 years. Mm. I can see there are some clear events and 2025 is a very big poignant date that we have to pay attention to. And we don't know what them events are going to be, but if we have awareness of what the reality is around us, we, we're not going to um, be sucked into it as much as, you know, drowned within it. We should understand that these, we can look beyond it and also create reality. Um, but I'll leave this, I think that's the best way of, of explaining it. We are holographic beings, all right? So we have the ability to project reality out, and we are going to have a lot of awful darkness coming and in the future, but we can project light on that. And we are powerful, and we have got to remember our own power because we have kind of forgotten all this. Mm. And we've let it lie, and we've let it go dormant. It's still there. It's st- we all have this ability. It's all inside of us. But... We can really project reality out and to a beautiful reality to make something bright and um, not controlled by people that have no connection to humanity. But I think people understand that they are creating reality. I think people look at, into the law of attraction, look into all these different forms of what, what how we attract things into our lives, look at processes. I really uh, like... Jerry, I, well, she Jerry's not alive now, but Esther Hicks, she has a wonderful approach to the way life is created. And, uh, you know, it's a very good mindset to have. You might not agree. I don't agree with everything she says, but it's putting you in that mindset of beauty and, 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 and seeing the world. Non-resistance is important as well. I mean, we're in a time where we're getting pushed with a lot of extreme measures and but we shouldn't resist to a point where we're we're building resistance because that is actually enforcing their power. So it's almost like what we have to do is create boundaries. We have to say, that's fine. They have every right to do that and they can do as they will, but they can't do that. All right, that's fine. That's where I draw the line. Okay, that's fine. And that's where I think we have to go into. I think, yeah, non-resistance, create more boundaries. Non-resistance, create more boundaries. There it is, people. 
non-resistance create rebound. <laughs> awesome. Thank you for that, my friend. So tell uh, Thank you the, very much. you're welcome. Tell the Hidden Gateway uh, listeners where they can find you, your website, you on social media or Yeah, you can get me on my website on YouTube, Zachary Denman, or my social media platform, Zachary Denman, and my website, ZacharyDenman.co.uk or com. Excellent. Thank you, Zach. And uh, I want to thank you once again for coming on the Hidden Gateway podcast. I, I know you will continue to move forward in spreading light, spreading love, and, and doing the good works for humanity through a v- very unique concept uh, with your videos, and uh, which is just phenomenal. The, the great thing about it, I, I, I look, at it, look at it as an art, and one thing I do know about art is it's a universal language, right? Um, and it, it affects everyone in in a certain way whether it be negative or positive obviously you're putting out positivity so you're touching millions if not billions of people lives in a, in a positive way so um stay strong and be blessed in all you do wishing you nothing but the best my friend and again thank, thank you for you, coming Jeff. on the hidden gateway podcast and to the listeners out there thank you for tuning in for another episode Be free, be safe, be loved. The Hidden Gateway, out.